The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to help keep them safe while keeping your sanity. Here's your host, a cybersecurity expert, best-selling author, and parent of four teens, Lisa Good. Are you ready to talk culture, social media, trends, and all the stuff that drives your digital kids? All right, well, we're going to jump right into this week's crazy journey of living online with kids. Happy Independence Day or 4th of July, whichever you say at your house. We're going to talk about freedom and privacy in today's episode. But of course, we must first start with a joke. If you crossed a patriot and a curly haired dog, what would you get? Yankee poodle. Bum, bum, bum. All right, before we jump into freedom and privacy, I want to give you a heads up about Microsoft Windows 11, which will eventually be rolled out to all of us, whether we like it or not. Thank you, Microsoft. As of right now, from what I've seen, Microsoft, honestly, just keep it in development. I am sure they'll go through some major revisions before they actually launch it. Now, in the past, only developers and Microsoft partners like myself could beta the upcoming software. But that has changed. Microsoft launched Windows Insider Program, which allows anyone to sign up and run beta or preview versions of their not yet released software. This would include your super smart, tech savvy, geeky kids who always want to see what the latest, greatest new tech is. Now, these same kids or spouses, I have one of those, will install this on your computers, maybe even your work laptop. Can you tell I've been down this road before? So here is my from one parent to another warning. If you or your kids install Microsoft 11 at this time, you are testing pre-release software that is in an incomplete state. Let me break that down for English. That means it's gonna have bugs, flaws, and it might corrupt your data, which means your printer may not work, your sound can die, You may have internet issues, your outlook might croak, and your data, your hard drive could just decide to give up the ghost. Just letting you know. Make sure you have a backup of all your data, including any photos, uh, work-related data, and emails that you can easily retrieve if you decide to beta Windows 11 or if you decide to let your kids or your spouse beta Windows 11. You should also know that this beta preview is not meant for everyday use. It's actually intended to help Microsoft identify bugs and fix them before they release this and put it on the rest of us. I do recommend that you do not, do not install this on any computer that you need or use for work. You may make your boss or your office IT person's naughty list. Now, moving on to a privacy topic. Late last month in Massachusetts, the state rolled out their COVID app called Mass Notify. This was promoted as an opt-in option. So here's how it works. When you opt it in, your phone shares anonymous codes, which supposedly contain no personal or location information with other Mass Notify users. 
If another user you've been near tests positive within two weeks, you get a notification on your phone. If you test positive, you can let other mass notify users know anonymously. Again, according to state officials, the technology does not track users or divulge personal information. Now, I have very dear friends that live in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Yes, the place where the pilgrims landed. Uh, Oh, I've got to just throw this in there. I've been there to visit them. You know that Plymouth Rock? It's actually a little tiny rock. It's not this like big, massive rock that we all think about. Let me get back on track. One of my friends, they opted to get the app and the other one decided not to. Then this crazy thing happened. The app installed itself on her cell phone without her permission. And every time she deleted the darn thing, it would reinstall itself. She said it was like her phone was possessed. Now, if that weren't bad enough, the app also self-installed on underage kids' phones, even the ones that had parental controls set up. So here's what I say. Welcome to Google and big tech. Yes, I know I'm in technology. That doesn't mean that I'm for everything that tech companies do create or promote, because obviously I'm not. Now, in case you may be thinking that this was like a one-off event, there were actually hundreds of negative reviews left on Google Play about this app. Now, here's one left by an angry parent. She said, This installed silently on my daughter's phone without consent or notification. She cannot have it installed herself because we use Family Link and we have to approve all app installs. I have no idea how they pulled this off, but it had to involve either Google, Samsung, or both. Normal apps can't just install themselves. I'm not sure what's going on here, but this doesn't count as voluntary. We need information and we need it now, folks. Yeah, she was pretty mad. And if I were a parent and that happened, I'd be really mad too. Now, here's another one. And this pretty much sums up everyone's feelings on this. This person said, installed itself without consent. My rights have been violated and I feel as if I've been spied upon. Yep, agree with that. And then this one was my absolute favorite one of all the reviews I saw. It says, Thank you, Massachusetts and Google, for silently installing Mass Notify on my phone without my consent. But I have a question. Can you also silently install an app that makes my phone explode and kill me? And will my life insurance cover that? So since last week, the app and all comments about the app have been removed from the Google Play Store. Gee, I can't imagine why. And you may be thinking... Yeah, Lisa, but I don't live in Massachusetts. I live in Tennessee or Texas or whatever state you live in. And we don't have that crazy or cray-cray as the kids say. Well, you may not. And I know we don't here in Tennessee. But the real issue here is that Google and Apple can remotely install apps on your phone and your kids' phones without your permission and without even notifying you. Now look, I'm not going to go all like conspiracy theory here. As I've said before, technology in and of itself is not good or evil. It's how it's used. And my personal belief is in God I trust and with everyone else, show me the data. Show me the proof. Present your case, your evidence, the facts. Now I've always taught my kids, you're entitled to your own opinion, but not your own facts. Google installing an app on every single Android smartphone in the state of Massachusetts 
and some androids in the surrounding states that were close to the borders. I mean, like, that's incredible. There should be, like, some attorney out there filing some class action lawsuit. So the next logical question is, did this happen on iPhones? The answer is no. The mass notify was not automatically installed on everyone's iPhones. Why? Well, honestly, I don't have a concrete answer, just a hunch. Apple, with all its quirks, I know they're not perfect, not even close, has more of a privacy culture than Google or even Microsoft. It's worth noting that both Google and Apple can remotely delete apps from your phone if they want. This is called a kill switch, and they have it to protect you and your devices from malware. You know, this has happened in the past. Someone creates an app similar to a current favorite app, and it has malware code that's stealing your data. Google has removed several apps from millions of Androids via the kill switch. While Apple has the same capability, as of June 2021, I'm not aware of Apple ever using it or needing to use it. Although I do remember that time in 2014 when Apple added the newest U2 album to everyone's iTunes library. Man, that was a hoot. And that free gift gesture like went over just like Mass Notify has gone over, like a lead balloon. So what can you do? Make sure you're checking your phone for new apps that you didn't install. Do a quarterly review. You know, pull your phone out, check it once a quarter. Delete those apps and games that you don't use anymore. No need to keep them on your phone checking in to the developers if you're not using them. Delete them. You can always re-download if you want them again. If you don't have time to do it quarterly, just stick a thing in your calendar, you know, like you have the whole check the air filters, check your AC, check your heat and air unit. Just like we clean out our garages and our attics and our kids' rooms, that's how you should treat your devices, just like those areas. And if nothing else, a good spring or fall cleaning and purging is really a great idea. It'll help your phone run better. Um, it'll keep your data more secure. And it's just lets you know what's on your phone. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. Stay tuned for the next topic. Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and working adults with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Welcome back. Here's our opening joke. How come there aren't any knock-knock jokes about America? Because freedom rings. (laughs) In keeping with our freedom theme, let's talk about freedom from screens and screen addiction. If you don't think you or your kids have a screen problem, take away their devices for an entire day and see how they react. No iPads, no tablets, no phones, no computers, and no gaming. Ah, I can pretty much tell you what will happen. Depending on the age of the child, you'll have a full-blown meltdown to a shrug and the child saying, I'm not addicted to my devices. And that will turn into a whining, crying, and driving you crazy for the rest of the day, trying to get you to give them their devices back. Now, this could also be you, so watch out. Now, here are a few signs that you've got a device addict in the house. Number one, 
being overtly possessive of their devices, such as not letting them out of their sight or out of their pockets. Number two, if your kids throw a fit when they can't be on their devices, even if it's just like for a couple hours in the evening, uh, there's probably a problem. And then number three, they use their devices even at family gatherings. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, you're all getting together at Thanksgiving, you've had, you've had dinner, and now everyone's just sitting around chatting, and they've chatted for a while, now they're on their screen. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you show up at Aunt May's house, you sit down, and your child is just glued to the screen. That's a problem. So examples of this would be birthday parties, family night out at dinner. If you guys can't go out to dinner and your child not use their phone, there's a problem there. Visiting grandparents or relatives that actually want to talk with them. You you get the picture. But those are the top three that you've got an addiction problem going on with devices. Here are five ways to help your kids or yourself break free from the screen and device addiction. Number one. No phones in the bedroom at night, not even to be used as an alarm. So this does two things. First, it stops the blue light that admits that tells your brain it's daytime. Um, that Harvard's done a study. Uh, there's been another place that's done a study that the blue light that our devices emit that we can't see, it actually silently tells our brain that we need to be awake, that it's daytime. And it, it basically just tells your body, let's get up, let's go. So if you don't let your phones in your in your bedrooms, in your kids' bedroom, it'll help them get a better night's rest. Number two, it'll also keep the kids from being online. And if this is for you, it'll keep you from sending and receiving texts and emails. Now, trust me, this may be hard at first, but once you get used to not having your phone in the bedroom, you will feel so much better. Oh, and... Even if you have time limits set on your kids' phones, I still recommend that they don't keep their phones in their rooms overnight, not even for your teens. You'd be surprised at some of the clever hacks and workarounds I've seen kids do to use their phones. Number two, have a list of things that need to be done before they get to spend time on their devices. This could be anything from chores around the house to educational things like they have to read so many pages in the, a real book or practice their instrument for so long. Plus, having a list of things to do will be teaching kids how to structure their time and their day, something that is a valuable life skill. Number three, turn off notifications, especially all the ones from social media. Like seriously, Unless your job is the social media guru for your company or product, you don't need to have every ping and ding coming in. And for your kids, they don't need to know every time someone likes something or have the anxiety that someone hasn't liked something. So just turn them off. Number four, take a full or half day on the weekends and make it a no technology day. Go for a walk, write, draw, play an instrument, dance, or just go out for a meal and talk. Do something that has nothing to do with a smartphone or technology. Now this will be hard if you have tweens and teens, but if you're willing to do this, it will change your relationship completely with your kids. Even if you have a pretty good relationship now, this will make it stronger and better. Now here's a hint from one mom to another mom or another dad. Try to do something your kids like. 
So an example is my youngest daughter is into animals. We joke all the time and say she's either going to be a zookeeper or a veterinarian. Like that's the two things she's going to do in life. We're, we're not sure which, but one of those. So with her, we try to do things that she wants to do, whether that's go to the zoo, walk around the park and look for creatures, great and small. Um, we have friends that have a horse farm. We do that sometimes. Just we do anything that has to do with animals or things she wants to do. Now, these are memories that I will have forever. And hopefully when I'm gone, she'll look back and cherish the time that we spent together without technology. And then number five, set phone boundaries. You know, I mentioned no phones in the bedrooms, but what about no phones at the dinner table three times a week or no phones on the drive to the mall or to grandma's or whatever? It doesn't have to be every day and everywhere, but setting no phone boundaries is healthy for everyone, not just the kids. Honestly, if you if you implement any of this stuff, you will be surprised how often you or your spouse actually use your phone. It will it might surprise you and shock you. All right, now let's let's use July, the month that we celebrate our country's freedom, as our launch pad to digital freedom for our kids. Not freedom from using technology because technology is useful, but freedom from being a captive and addicted to technology. All right, so let's talk about the new privacy policy at TikTok that was quietly released under the radar. The app that can't be on the military or government officials' phones and devices because it's a national security risk. The same app that was collecting face prints and voice prints of every single user. Yes, that app. If you're on this app or your kids are on this app, you should be aware of the newly updated policy and make sure you're okay with it. If you're not, I suggest you remove the app. The newly updated privacy policy reads in part, and I quote, we may collect information about the images and audio that are part of your user content, such as identifying the objects and scenery that appear, the existence and location within an image of face and body features and attributes, the nature of the audio and the text of the words spoken in your user content. What? Okay, so let me translate that for you. So TikTok will now be collecting data about the furniture, pictures, and other objects in your kids' videos, where they're filming said videos, their facial features, and their audio profiles. Oh, and they can, will, and might translate your kids' audios into text and keep that too. Huh, what could possibly go wrong here, huh? Look, whether you love or hate President Trump, under his administration, they not only caught TikTok violating the COPA Act, that's the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, but they forced them to change their policies and abide by our laws and rules, which honestly was a win for your kids. Under our current administration, TikTok has reinstated the old policies and added some new private data it's going to collect. And guess what? There's not a damn thing you can do about it. Nothing. The reality for a parent is you don't know where your kids are going to want to work or go to school. And you don't know where or how those TikTok videos are going to show up down the road. This is your friendly reminder that there is no such thing as deleted. There is not. 
These social media companies, even the ones who say they don't keep your stuff, yeah, they keep your stuff. Most of them are required by law to keep your stuff. You just haven't read the 100-page official terms and conditions and privacy policy that their legal department has put together. If you've read anything at all, it's the condensed, easy-to-find version. You know, it's the one they supply to try to appease people like me. You know, the ones that say, you know, I'm going to read this before I just click OK. But see, what you find is when you start reading that, there are references throughout the easy-to-find one that they tell you to look at that say, please see our XX policy for more details. Or additional information on this can be found in our XX terms. Or please review our guide at XX. Sometimes they give you a link, but a lot of times there's no link. You got to try to hunt these things down. I've done it with Google. It's enough to make your head spin. It Honestly, it reminds me of those like roundabouts with four and five exits. Oh my goodness, if you have never been through one of those and it's somewhere that you've never been, it is like so confusing and not fun. You don't know what exit you should take. You go around the roundabout multiple times. It's just a hot mess. Well, that's like what the terms and conditions are like for tech companies. It's a hot mess. I have had two parents reach out to me for help with their college-age kids who can't seem to get internships. It didn't take long for me to uncover the problem. Their TikTok accounts are coming back to bite them in the behind. What they think is funny and what they think is like, this is my own private account. It's my personal time. I have private views. And they're right. They do have private views and they think it shouldn't matter. Well, I'm sorry to tell them it does matter. Whether they like it or not, it matters. Whether it's fair or not, it matters. These big companies that these kids want to intern with, they are not going to go against or even knowingly upset the hand that feeds them. They don't want to have anyone on staff, even an unpaid intern, who might bring drama to their company. They just don't want it. So what you say and do on social media matters, no matter how old you are. So here's an example of this that you might want to have a discussion with with your kids. It was in the news last week. And this just, this was everywhere, not just on conservative news sites. It hit sites like The Hill and Forbes. And you may have heard about it. The Nike CEO, John Donahoe, said, and I quote, that Nike is a brand that is of China and for China. Now, on its face, you may think, hey, that's no big deal. It's when you know the context of why he said that, that it becomes a big deal. It shows you the power of social media and, and what that power means to corporate America. Now, this statement was after Nike drew backlash from China because they issued a statement of concern over the reports and videos of forced labor of the minorities in China. What Nike did is they put out several like social media PR campaigns that we stand with the, I think it's pronounced Uyghurs, the Uyghurs, Uyghurs. And what they were doing is they were trying to calm those in the U.S. who were calling for a boycott of Nike here. Well, it appears that the Chinese do a better job than Americans at boycotts and crushing your profits if you say anything bad about them, whether it's true or not. So he had to issue kind of like an apology to Wall Street and investors because their quarterly reports were like down, down, down. 
Now, look, this is not political and it's not meant to be. This is meant to show you how social media, the culture, and real life intermix and intertwine. There is honestly no separation. I want to cover another TikTok trend. If you have tweens or teens on the platform, there's a great chance they already know about this, even though you may not. The trending hashtag on TikTok is Black TikTok Strike. I'm pretty sure I mentioned in a prior episode that black creators on TikTok were fed up with what they call rampant cultural appropriation and are refusing to dance or create dances to popular songs. Yes, that is a thing for real. And honestly, I have zero issues with creators saying, hey, people aren't giving me credit for something I created and they're using it to get their 15 minutes of TikTok fame. So I'm going to sit out. I'm not going to create. That's their right to say that, and I support that. What I don't support, and what you may want to have a conversation with your kids about, is that these same creators who are sitting out are lashing out on other TikTok creators who are creating. So here's a current example. Megan the Stallion dropped a new song, which I can't say the title on the air. But if you Google hands on my knees shaking, it will immediately pull up the name and lyrics for you to read. Thank you, Google, for giving us access to profanity right on the top of the search. Yeah, don't search for that on a work computer. You may get in trouble or have some eyebrows raised. My firewall flagged it as pornography, just FYI. Anyway, in the past, this song would have created a huge TikTok dance trend. And it has sort of, but not in the normal way. No, no. All the black creators have sat it out and have taken to TikTok to find any videos for this song created by non-black creators and have bashed, bullied, and doxxed them, including young kids on the platform for digital blackface. For what? Yeah, bet you didn't know that there was such a thing as digital blackface. Well, to be honest, if I weren't in tech and security, I probably wouldn't know of such a thing either. And well, unless I was like on TikTok a lot, I might know. So here's the current definition of digital blackface. The co-opting of dances, memes, culture, and slang popularized by black creators by the non-black side of the internet. This would include all music, movies, and comedy created by black artists. Wow. I guess I shouldn't mention that I grew up listening to and love Sam Cooke, The Supremes, Ella Fitzgerald, and a whole host of amazing artists that make today's artists sound, well, awful. And if I posted a video of myself dancing to, say, Sam Cooke's Twisting the Night Away, I would be accused of committing digital blackface. And as ridiculous as that sounds, yes, we have come to that. I would be personally attacked and people would try to get me fired. That's how this works. I, wouldn't give it, I won't give examples of the comments left on some of the TikTok accounts of those posting a video to the Stallion song because most of them are off the charts hateful and profanity laced. What I will say is that your kids will deal with this if they're on social media and they're participating in the trends. The backlash is real. The canceling is real, both in academics and in the real world. If you put your head in the sand or pretend that this won't affect your kids later down the road and just let them do their thing on social media, 
I can promise you it's not going to end well for them. And they're not going to be able to claim ignorance. They're not going to be able to say, hey, I was 14 years old. I didn't know what digital blackface was. I didn't know such a thing existed. That is not going to fly. Now, it might take a few years, but it will come back to haunt them. Of all the social media platforms, if you were going to delete one of them or keep them off of one, if you had to pick one, TikTok would be the top of the list. From what I've seen, there is nothing good that comes on TikTok or from TikTok. When it first launched, it was funny videos and, and dance videos. It was funny. But now it is a dumpster and trash pile for the mind and the spirit, especially for the kids. So now would be a great time to free yourself and your kids of this future destroying app. I have seen more kids' futures destroyed right now on TikTok than any of the other apps. It is incredible. Now I'm going to close this week with something personal. My grandparents were immigrants coming from Spain, Ireland, Italy, and Germany. I'm only a second born generation American. So the 4th of July has always been a special holiday in my family. America gave my family a hope and a future, a refuge from persecution. All of my family has served in the military. And it is my hope that your children and my children will continue to have the opportunity to walk in freedom that my grandparents and my father fought to protect. I want to say thank you to any of our military and veterans that are out there and listening. And I hope that you and your family have a terrific Independence Day. That's going to wrap up this week's show. Now, I know parenting in today's digital world is difficult and challenging, but I want you to remember that you can do this. Have a great week, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa Good. To submit questions, sign up for our free cyber alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.